This is Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here. Now on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Sell your home the easy way. Just remember Jeff M A T E J A. That's the Matea Group, and call them today. Welcome everyone to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio. I'm your host Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. Here today with my trusted sidekick to my left, Harrison Smith, also of Keller Williams Realty. Welcome, Harrison. Thanks, Jeff. How you doing? Very, very good. A little chilly out there again this uh, Sunday. I know. I know. I do. I do enjoy the cooler weather. I will say that. But no definitely more, no more golfing though, right? Uh, I mean, a little bit, but not as much. You got. You've got to pick your days now. You can't just go any day. You've got to look ahead a little bit and plan for it. But and you've always got the indoor simulator there in Westbrook with Teddy. Absolutely. Oh. I, going to see Teddy is always a good reason <laughs> to get out. Absolutely. Good. Good. Well, uh, yeah. No, uh, we had a. Uh, flag football tournament, or I guess it was called just a, a round robin, where uh, Parker got to play all fourth and fifth graders over to Fitzpatrick uh, Stadium, and it was it was cute just watching the, the kids just flying around and getting to play teams from all over the the, uh, the county, let's say. Yeah, I think flag football is a really cool option for kids. Yeah, yeah, it's, it gets some exercise that builds that teamwork, that leadership. It was just mm-hmm. cute to watch them kind of get in the huddle and look at their wristband and call their play, and like they're like the, the big guys there, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're the they're the Bengals, the Scarborough Bengals. So they yeah, look gotcha. up to the Joe Burrows and Jamar Chases of the world. Yeah, are they up there calling audibles and stuff like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady or what? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they've got it color color coordinated. So each each person has a, a role, and then they just know like I got to go out to here and turn around and catch the ball, or just high fives. They're doing dances like the uh, the pros oh do. Goodness. It's it's pretty hilarious. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so how about yourself? I know you said not much golf, but what else is what else is going on in the Smith household? Yeah, so this week was a uh, was a big week for us in terms of starting to plan for the holidays. So we, uh, which is scary to think they're coming around the corner, but we actually do an event every year at my house. Um, it, we call it our Santa play date. We've been doing it since my son was about a year old, uh, and this week was all about the planning. It's all about getting uh, Santa secured and the photographer secured and getting invites out and beginning to plan the program. It happens in I think it's the second week of de- second weekend of December. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's kind of a gift we give to all of our friends. They get to come. Santa's there in a sleigh with a professional photographer, get some great photos, hang out, have some snacks, play in the snow. Hopefully there's snow. What a great um, idea. Yeah, it's just a, it's a lot of fun. We've been doing it for a long, long time. And I think it's literally probably the highlight of the year. My wife loves planning it. Awesome, awesome. And then people take home a photo with Santa. Exactly. And they also take home a little craft. There's a Santa handprint and they leave with paint so they can put their kids' handprints on it and hang That's it up awesome. on the wall. And some of us have 10 of these things now. And it's really cool to see all the progression over the years. So I knew, I knew there was a reason why we keep you keep you yeah. here. This guy's pretty clever, or his wife is, and he just say, takes all the credit. My wife is super clever. I just go where I'm told. Uh, so we had an excellent <laughs> show last Sunday. Uh, Will Van Wickler shared with us, yeah. starting at re- in real estate at 19 years old, now two years later at 21, he's he's crushing it. He's already bought three investment properties, and he's just on top of the world making six figures and run, running around and doing everything, all while going to, to school. He's yeah. in college. Yeah, and I, I, the thing I love about Will, he's a super impressive young guy, but you know he's very focused. Um, he his, he's very service oriented. He likes to help people. He likes to be of service. He likes to be uh, able to get people through tough situations. He's seen a lot at 21 years old. I think most of us feel like we have our stuff together. And you meet somebody like that, and it kind of blows you away at how far along he is. But to own three properties by the age of 21 and to have a real estate business, I mean, what a massive head start he has. And the cool thing is, all the limiting beliefs we have about why we can't do it 
too young, too inexperienced, don't have the training. He basically said, okay, that's all true, but I'll go solve for that. Yeah. And he shed some light on that. So yeah, if you, if you missed that episode, you can check out our podcast, uh, Closer to Home, Means Real Estate Radio on Spotify or wherever you download your podcast. So just entered the studio, the lovely Heather Matea will be on our, in our next segment to, uh, to discuss her new business. Yep. And interesting too, is this is a, in an environment right now, we'll get to this in the latest news, but an environment right now that's very difficult to get a business started, very difficult to keep a business running. Uh, Heather, Heather's jumped right into this um, and gotten off to a great start and not everybody can say that. So it'll be really interesting to hear her story and, and what she's learned. Perfect. Perfect. Then we have our tip of the week as well as local events happening around town, but let's dive right into uh, the latest real estate news. We're seeing well, you mentioned it, small businesses struggling in Maine, various various ones, but uh, any particular industries that you'd say are, are struggling that come to the top of mind? Well, I think the first one that we've all seen really struggle, really since COVID for a lot of reasons, is hospitality. You, right. look at, you look at restaurants, I mean, how many times do you go to a restaurant and all of a sudden they're now closed on two or three days a week, they weren't closed before, or their hours are shortened because they don't have staff. Um, hospitality has been very difficult to, to survive in. And and retail has been struggling long before COVID because of the things like Amazon and shopping online. And we continue to see retail struggle. But really, your small and medium-sized businesses in Maine, are, I mean, really across the country, are facing a lot of headwinds here in, in, in being able to get going and keep going. Yeah, you mentioned that labor shortage. I mean, that's been a really, really big struggle. What about like space? struggling to find space to rent, space to buy. Yeah, it's it's really hard right now to find, and we've talked about this in the past on the State of the Market show with quality space versus just any space. On the commercial side, we've got, there is some space available. There's not a lot of space available. There is some. And a lot of times you're, you're coming into a building that might be 20, 30, 40 years old. Maybe a long-term tenant was there. It's not set up right. You're looking at having to not only get into the space, but you've got to go in and you've got to improve and fit up the space for your use. There's a significant upfront cost to that. But you've also got to plan down the road of what might be next and how long will I be able to be in this space? Will I outgrow the space? What's my business going to need? There's a lot of planning that goes into that, and that's hard to do when you've got limited options right now. And so how would you say the consumer sitting there wondering what's what's to come, what, where's their expectations now versus where they used to be and where are they headed? Yeah, I think the expectations in the past were there was always commercial space available, so you usually had some decent options or, and could find one. Uh, COVID, everybody thought the commercial industry, commercial real estate industry was going to just crumble and there'd be all the space available and all these companies going out. And we really haven't seen that big inventory bump. Um, we have seen some companies that have left and opened up space, but really the market and commercial is going to remain tight and the options are going to remain limited until we see some big movement. You're listening to Closer to Home means real estate radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. So again, once again, you put a uh, interesting article in front of me here from the Finance Authority of Maine related to uh, Governor Mills announcing the opening of the Thrive Program. Can you tell me more? And I know that was just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, this is recent and, and it's a good topic here with Heather on the show today to talk about small business. But, you know, the state of Maine's realized we've got issues here. We've got, you're looking at companies that have staffing shortages. And just an interesting stat I saw last week, if every unemployed person took a job right now, we'd still have about 30,000 open jobs in the state of Maine. There's only half the unemployed that could cover the open position. So there's just not the people in that's, general. That's unbelievable to think of. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and companies are also dealing with inflation. They're dealing with supply chain issues. They're dealing with different expectations from consumers that are causing them to change what they do. Maybe groceries become more of a pickup-based type thing. You are seeing a lot of changes. And the state of Maine is realizing that some of these companies are going to need help. They're going to need help either to stay open and remain open, or they're going to need help to potentially pivot their business in a way that continues to keep them relevant. So I believe Matt Gagnon had this on his show that Janet Mills is, uh, has unveiled the uh, the Thrive program. It's it's businesses who have experienced, main small businesses, mm-hmm. who have experienced losses, increased costs, or market interruptions. 
that may be eligible for up to $2 million loan. Mm-hmm. You tell us more about how that's going to work. And Yeah. Yeah, they, so it's really interesting. It's going through the Finance Authority of Maine. When really, when you see FAME, you know it's going to be government-backed and supported. But you know, companies can actually, they can uh, apply for these loans through December 3rd of this year. This is the first round. Um, loans can be up to $2 million uh, for those companies that can show some sort of hardship. And what's really interesting about the program is that if they remain in business and they remain in good standing with the state, meaning they file all their reports and file all their taxes and, and, and keep themselves out of trouble, those loans can actually be forgiven 25% per year for the next four years. So really, it is, it's is—it's kind of like another wave of a stimulus for small business, but you don't have to pay it back if you can actually use it and continue to stay in business through to the end of it, um, which is a huge boost to companies right now that A, need it, and B, may have to make some some pretty drastic changes to their business that maybe they can't afford otherwise. And did I see that it's $120 million as part of her program, or is this each entity could receive up to $2 million. Yeah, so the, the individual loan sizes can be up to $2 million. There is a there is a cap on the amount available, but they continue to talk about this as kind of a first phase. So there may be additional phases that come after this depending on the demand for it. The expectation is there's going to be high demand for it, but you never really know if companies qualify or not. But there could be additional tranches of this as necessary to continue to keep the economy moving. And I saw, yeah, beginning, uh, this article talks about Tuesday, October 4th, which has already come and gone, through December 3rd, or until the funds are exhausted. Do we have any indication of who's already applied or how many businesses? No, the hard part with that is they give you that kind of squishy deadline to December 3rd or until it's gone. <laughs> of course. It's one of those where they're not going to tell you how much of it's gone until it's basically gone. So if, if this is something you think you might qualify for, you got to get in early. Uh, you got to at least find out if you qualify for it, if you think you might even. Um, and try to get to the front of the line if you can, because similar to the programs like PPP that came out during COVID, uh, the, you have to the, act quite, exactly the, yeah. the closer the front of the line you are, the more likely you are to a get it and b get it in time to still be able to use it. And it looks like you go to famemaine.com forward slash thrive, so it's going directly through the the, the state of Maine uh, here, Financial exactly. Authority of Maine to to apply. Do you have to have your bank involved or how? Do you know any more about the application process? Just no, right now they're right now they're explaining it as it's a program being driven directly by Fame. Um, it's it's backed by um, federal and state money, so it, it doesn't necessarily require any local bank involvement. Of course, until you get funded, then you've got to have a place to put it and track it. But really, this is a this is a Fame program. You know, Fame is a is a great organization, very easy to work with. They're very helpful, uh, and ultimately, Fame's mission and charter is to really protect the interests of the state of Maine and help the economy. And they're trying to be a facilitator right now to get this money in the right hands so that we don't continue to see those disruptions and have more small businesses potentially close. Because I feel like, and, and you've probably seen the same thing, Jeff, I feel like every day I read an article in one of the local papers or online that some local business is having to close down after all these years in business because they just can't make it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's sad. Um, what we'll do is we'll make sure that that's on our social media, right? The Instagram, the Mateo Group, and Mateo Group at Keller Williams Realty on Facebook, just to make sure that people have that link if they are familiar with the website. Exactly. And if you've got questions during today's show about this or anything else we talk about, you can always reach us 207-331-5516 or closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. And that's you can text that number as well. Absolutely. I love getting text messages. So now we're bumping up against the break here. Coming up on our next segment, we have the lovely Heather Matea of Atlantic Aesthetics to talk to us about her business that she just recently opened up. We'll be right back with Heather Matea from Atlantic Aesthetics on News Radio 985 FM, AM 560, WGAN. This is Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here with Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty and his weekly guest experts. Now on News Radio 98.5 FM, 
and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Closer to Home Means Real Estate Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Matea, Keller Williams Realty, the Matea Group. To my left, Harrison Smith, and we have across the studio the lovely Heather Matea, also my wife of Atlantic Aesthetics. Welcome, Heather. Hey, how? Thanks for having me. Great to have you. So let's start off a little bit with uh, kind of who are you, where are you from, and what do you do for fun? Well, as my last name would imply, I'm Jeff's wife. Um, I have lived in Maine since I was 18. I came here for college, and then I met Jeff, and here we stay. Um, and I became a nurse in 2005, went and got my nurse practitioner, so I'm a family nurse practitioner, graduated in 2011, and I've been doing various things since then. Um, and then I started my business recently. Awesome. All while chasing around two wonderful little boys, six and nine years old. Yes. Terrific. And Chase is a very, one of them is named Chase, but also <laughs> Chase is a, the key word there that we're, we're always running all over everywhere. And Heather does a fantastic job just keeping us all in He has my temperament, line. which is the problem. So <laughs> we, we joke that she really has three sons. Yeah. Um, so. we, don't, we don't joke. We've seen evidence. One that is quite large. It, it, one exactly. is six, four. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Um, so uh, what is Atlantic Aesthetics and uh, who, who is the ideal customer? Atlantic Aesthetics is a, a Medispa and a skincare service that I started. Um, basically, we see anyone, mostly women, but I love seeing men too because men still have skin and they still get wrinkles and they still need skincare. Um, starting in your 20s, you really should start taking care of your skin. I like to use the analogy for you guys of it's a house that's freshly bought and you got to keep touching up the paint and the siding so it doesn't fall apart. You don't want to start with a fixer-upper and then have to put way more money into it at the at that point so it's easier to start when you're younger ends up costing you less yeah, it makes, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah that's the perfect analogy She's, uh, where she learned that from i know i, I talk in analogies all the time um so what drew you to this business and, and i know you talked a little bit about your background but kind of dig into that a little bit more what drew you into the business yeah so traditional medicine has gotten uh, i don't know if you would know anybody who's in medicine right now it's it's pretty terrible people are retiring getting out of uh, the industry at record rates. Um, nurses are retiring and, and going into other things. Like some people that I know would rather work at Target right now than use their degrees. Um, and so I really wanted to do something that made me happy. And skincare and aesthetics is just a, a burgeoning market right now. People are starting to realize like, hey, this is attainable for me. It's really the prices are not as ridiculous as the Kardashians would make you think it is. And um, people in Maine still want to look good. We don't have to have frozen faces and crazy big lips, but we want to have healthy skin and look good and look in the mirror and feel good about ourselves. And I, I love making people feel good. Awesome. So you mentioned that this is a Medi Spa. So for Correct. those people that aren't familiar with what a Medi Spa is, like what? So what exactly is a Medi Spa? Medi Spa is a, a medically directed spa, so that you can get luxury but medically um, necessary skincare, uh, Botox, fillers, different laser devices, microneedling. Um, there's so many different services that we can do to replenish your skin, make you feel really good about yourself, um, and just kind of keep you looking in your 20s forever. Love it. That's fantastic. So you, you have, a, I know that you have a, a team behind you too, so we're working alongside you. Can you deliver us more to what they're doing and how they're helping? Yeah. So the great thing about this business is that I have people reaching out to me without me even trying. Everyone really loves the business, especially women, nurses, estheticians, PAs, 
anything that want to get into the business. So they'll message me or I have lots of friends who are also in um, healthcare. And so they say, can I work for you? Can I inject for you? And I so I don't hire them as employees. They're kind of come on contracted. They have their own malpractice. And I provide all the leads sort of like you do for your your team. And they will inject or provide services for me. And I'll take a percentage um, just to pay for the supplies and, and the leads. So you mentioned things like injecting and all that. So yeah. there, I'm assuming there must be some sort of licensing component component and a lot of regulation behind this. Yeah. So you have to be um, an RN at least to inject Botox and filler. If you're an RN or a PA, you need a supervising provider, a physician for a PA. Um, as an NP, I don't need a medical director in the state of Maine. So I just had to submit lots of paperwork to each pharmaceutical company. It's just a lot of legwork that I didn't realize starting mm-hmm. out this business. It was months of just all of this paperwork to each different company, and they all need different documentation. I have to have my own malpractice insurance. Um, but once you get in, it's really easy. You can just order everything online. But you have to do special training and certification as well. You can't just one day decide, I'm going to stick these needles in people's faces. There are dangers to it. You need to be trained appropriately, and people need to understand the risks associated with these procedures. They're not no risk. They're gotcha. aesthetic, and but we need to understand that they can be dangerous. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. So I know there's an esthetician, and I always fumble the words with this, but esthetician, don't ask me how to spell that. (laughs) What services do they provide um, that kind of complements your business? Yeah, so I sort of um, cold called or cold emailed um, an esthetician that was down the road from my business. Um, Jenna because she had great reviews and we ended up meeting for coffee and we just really hit it off and she provides facials she does waxing she also got certified to do permanent makeup which we're planning to offer at some point Um, and because I'm her medical director now she can also do microneedling um, and other things that are deeper and more complex than she would have been able to do but she'll offer amazing facials we have a skin way for aqua facials, um, and she'll just be able to complement a lot of the medical things that I do um, with the more relaxing spa services that people come to appreciate. Gotcha. So not necessarily the medical pieces, but more relaxing. <laughs> exactly. Got people it. want to come in and just lay and get massaged mm-hmm. on their neck and their face and their scalp, and, and she'll be able to do that. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. So what would you say is the most rewarding part of this business? To make the smile that I give people, I will have people come in that have never had aesthetic procedures and they are li- quite literally sweating down their down their shirts or they're they're very nervous and I just sit, sit and talk with them and we I just want them to relax and be comfortable and we'll end up doing the procedure and they'll hug me and they'll feel so good about themselves or I'll get amazing emails or just a thank you from people that I made them feel good um, when they were really nervous to start with. So the white coat syndrome also happens in the Medispa. It happens with anything medical, anything needles. Um, people will say, I hate coming to the doctor. I'm like, well, you're in luck. I'm not a doctor. Um, it, it's just, it can always be nerve wracking. But my goal is to just make people as relaxed as possible. And that's what I try to do with my atmosphere in the clinic. Everything's really relaxing. I have essential oils. I want to make people feel really calm and relaxed and good about their decisions. So on the flip side of that last question, what, would you, what have you found is, is the most challenging part of this business? So there's a lot of competition, right? There's a lot of medi spas, um, and a lot of us are offering the same things. And so, kind of to differentiate myself 
from the other competition and we can complement each other. There are so many people seeking these services. We don't have to compete with each other. I wish it was more of a camaraderie than a competition. I wish we could give each other tips. Um, a lot of the reps say that in New Hampshire, she knows that some of those services, they are more friendly. And so um, that's been the biggest piece is trying to figure out where do I market? How much do I spend on marketing? And how do I get these clients to trust me and come to try my service? Because I know I can keep them once they meet me and once I show them what I can do. Fantastic. So what are your plans uh, for the future of this business? I've, I've seen just kind of looking over your shoulder at times, putting together some videos. Yeah, videos. Um, I'm always trying to um, educate people. So I've started doing educational videos about what is the skin? What is aging? Um, I have videos that are going to come out about what does the sun actually do to the skin? What are retinols? Not just in Hocus Pocus 2. What do you name your child? <laughs> Retinol. Um, we There's a lot of um, online services now also where you can get these prescription skincare products from some provider who doesn't know you. Um, I sell Zio Skin Health, which you have to be a healthcare provider to sell it. Um, it's medical grade. It's A lot of it is prescription. And we do customized services so I know exactly what your skin needs and how you can safely treat it. And it's really not as, expect, as, as expensive as most people would think it would be. It's very attainable. It's a fascinating business. Awesome. Boy, we're heading right to break here. Thank you so much, Heather. We'll be back with our third segment with Heather from Atlantic Aesthetics. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. We'll be right back. This is Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, Everything you need to know is right here with Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty and his weekly guest experts. Welcome back. You're listening to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio. We're here in our third segment back with Heather Matea of Atlantic Aesthetics. And uh, it's interesting, Harrison, my mentor, Gary Keller, says, right, Take care of your personal real estate, mm -hmm. your your body, your mind, now your skin with Heather, uh, just because no one else is going to take care of it for you. Well, exactly. And we think about, we get busy with life. We get jobs and kids and we're running around and working on their schedules. And oftentimes, you know, that, that self-care, that the maintenance on yourself gets forgotten. And these many spas are a really interesting solution and offer some impressive options. Well, and we joke about it too. It's like, you know, you hear on the airplane, right? Put your mask on first yep. before helping an, another. And again, take care of yourself first. Yeah, especially exactly. in the skincare line here with back with Heather Matea. Exactly. Great conversation here with Heather talking about starting a business in the current environment, what that looks like. If you missed any of the conversation, you can always find the, the show on WJN.com in the podcast section or download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. So to, let's kick it back off with Heather here. What, uh, what ultimately drew you to start this business, maybe rather than just going and working in one? Um, just being able to help people. Um, so I give great consultations. I can even do virtual. So you can book them through my website, AtlanticAestheticsMaine.com. Um, you can schedule any service or a free consultation, be it in person or virtual. Um, it's great when people can just call in from their couch. Uh, Wednesdays are my late nights, so I take appointments until 7. And um, we'll just talk about what their concerns are, what I can do for them, what are the packages, what is the, the expected outcome and downtime. Um, and people are always worried about price. We talk about mm -hmm. that as well. So that's a great option for people is just that consultation, which is you don't have to um, agree to anything. 
So what does a typical Zoom consultation look like? Is that 20 minutes, half hour? Yeah, I allocate about half an hour because people will have a lot of questions. And basically, I just introduce myself and I say, so what are what are you worried about when you look in the mirror? What kind of things are you interested in? And, and then I look at them and tell them what I see. The biggest thing about getting in this business is I'm looking at you, Harrison, and I'm noting things about your face and Jeff's face because I a gave him of, Botox. A lot of, lot of work there. It's a lot of work. Know, I've got the just, face for radio here. And I look yeah. at my own face. It's one of those things where I don't want to critique people, make them feel bad, but these are the things I can help them with. So really, you're not you're not selling them a solution or a package. You're really listening to what they what they want, what they need, and then trying to find out what you can do for them. Exactly. What's the best, safest option for them? That makes a lot of sense. Great, great. And so I know because we were your real estate agent, <laughs> what was uh, your experience looking for space out there for your business? Well, geez, to lease a uh, medical space, you need a sink in every room. You need a certain safety mechanisms it's very expensive and i wanted to stay in scarborough which is where i live and that's a, a crazy market mm-hmm. for leasing space i know um there are several other um spaces that um np injectors have opened up recently and i can only imagine what they're paying um, for a monthly lease not including what the supplies they're buying the devices they have to purchase their malpractice their marketing it's just crazy the overhead that you get into um, and so I was lucky that we own this this building and I we were like kind of outfitting it. And as I grow, I'm sort of taking it over more and more, <laughs> um, but outfitting it to be a good medical calming place for people that they're comfortable. It's medical and it's spa. So it's comforting as well. Yeah. And interesting enough, we talk about this a lot. When you're looking for space, you've got to deal with the cost of the space and then the fit up. But you've got very unique uses and needs that not everybody has and not every space will have. And then also balance where the business might go so you've got the space to grow into. When you're getting started, how do you try to manage all those various pieces when you're trying to find a place just to get going? You just have to have a vision of where you want to go in the future. You don't want to get an office that's one room and then realize very quickly into it, as I did, that, hey, this is great. I want to expand. I buy three devices uh, plus an esthetician moves in and I'm like, uh, where do I put all this stuff? So you just really have to have a good vision for the future, a good business plan and know exactly where you're going. I'm lucky that I have the support of my husband um, who is helping me with these business decisions um, because it can be very overwhelming, especially as a woman in business. I found that a lot of these reps speak to me, sometimes speak down to me, which Mm. is very infuriating at times. But um, Jeff definitely helps me learn how to speak to people. He speaks up for me, which I have to learn to do for myself. <laughs> yes, it, it is challenging for it sure. Is, yeah. so, so in addition to space, what were some of the surprises that you've learned uh, just in, in the infancy of opening the business? Just the fact that you have to be on social media, which I got to tell you, I despise social media. I got off Facebook for about four years um, prior to opening my business and to open my business Facebook page, I had to reactivate my personal Facebook page. And I wrestled with that. <laughs> um, but you have to post every day, multiple times a day. You have to do marketing. All of these things cost money. And I always worry about what people are going to think of me. Are they going to make mm-hmm. fun of me? But you have to not care. <laughs> you just really have to not care. Like like your little jingle, like I make fun of you. It keeps you in people's <laughs> minds. Yep. Yeah, in, in image, you're in the image business. So you're yep. selling an image and, and you want people to react to it and be comfortable. So what do you do to attract them and have them trust and like you or remember you? Um, you just have to be okay with that. Um, so moving right along, you, there's a lot of paperwork and legal aspects to, to starting a business. Is, is this something that you went all in on your own? I mean, I helped a little bit, but 
Yeah. Was so there other basically, I knew I had to get an LLC, but then I learned I had to get a PLLC, which is because we're all let, we have to be licensed to do what we do, which is the difference. Um, so we had to have an attorney make the PLLC for us. I had to get malpractice insurance. Um, there's a lot of things going into it. I had to get a resale certificate from the state of Maine, which I did not realize to sell retail. So um, my skincare, I had to get a resale certificate. So all of these things obviously cost money and they take time. So before I order anything, they have to get the resale certificate so that they don't tax me and I tax the consumer. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting. I mean, we had to consult with a number of parties, but you'd, yeah. you'd be surprised with similar to opening up other businesses, the number of licenses or just waiting, like we had to wait for the esthetician's license to get approved and other parties that are involved and in talking to other individuals to kind of jump through a few hoops on along the way. That it's not it's not the easiest to just say, I want to open on Monday. Well, you can have the, the space, but you might not open for three, four weeks and you're trying to get payment in the door and earn some revenue. Right, exactly. And, and the interesting part is as much as you get prepared, you're never really fully prepared, right? There's always, there's the surprises, there's the stuff you didn't realize you needed. There's also just the learnings along the way of I thought I could do it this way and maybe I can't. Have you run into some of those too? Yeah. I mean, even just since I started, I'm learning so much about just my techniques for we had a master injector and come in and do um, some advanced training with us. And I maybe learned a little bit of more finesse with um, uh, fillers and, and such like that. And so even just how I interact with people, I have to be very upfront about what I'm injecting into them um, and make sure that they are fully aware of what's happening because um People get very worried about, you know, their results and they want to know exactly what's going in their body as they should. Right. Um, but things like that that I've learned. So there's some equipment and fixtures that were needed. Can you discuss what those do, what you have uh, for equipment and what services you can provide as a result of those? Yeah. So I went into it just planning to do injectables. I was like, I'm just going to start this little side business injecting Botox and filler. Yay. But as I got into it, I realized I really loved what I do and I had reps obviously beating down the door to sell me these very expensive devices. Um, I decided to go with an RF microneedling device, which helps kind of rejuvenate the skin, these little punctures. People have heard of microneedling, most people. Makes little holes in the skin, heals your skin. The RF really amps it up a notch. It delivers heat deep into the skin. So you're, you're basically, your skin heals itself, makes new collagen, looks amazing, T takes 20 years off your life. Acne scars, stretch marks, all that go wow. away. Cool Peel is an awesome, it's a laser. Takes five minutes to do, and there's no downtime. You're red that day, next day, you're better. In a week, you're glowing. <laughs> and then we got Skin Wave, which is an aqua facial, which my esthetician will mostly use, which is those facials that unclog your pores, make your skin glow, and it's really relaxing. That's amazing. Fantastic. So staffing's difficult. We hear of a labor shortage. Um, have you been able to find the people that you need and add, add them as staff members? Yeah, so people just kind of contact me and they want to work for me, which is much different than a lot of people are um, experiencing right now in this market. So that's a little bit different about my business is a lot of people want to get into this business, but don't necessarily have the collateral to start it for themselves. Yeah, and it's a unique skill set, so the options are somewhat limited too. Correct. Makes yeah. sense. Well, it's awesome. I mean, I learned something new. How would we? How would folks contact you, Heather? So I have um, obviously Facebook, Instagram, Atlantic Aesthetics Maine. I have a website, AtlanticAestheticsMaine.com, where you can see all my services, get information. You can also schedule on my website. You could call um, or text me at 207-200-1870 or just email me at info at AtlanticAestheticsMaine.com. Fantastic. Thanks so much. You're listening to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea, on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Sell your home the easy way. Just remember Jeff M A T E J A. That's the Matea Group, and call them today. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, Jeff Matea, your host here. Harrison Smith on our tip of the week. Yeah, so a good, a good tip of the week after the conversation today with Heather. Um, and really just to recap the conversation with Heather. And for those that missed it, you can always get the uh, recording on WGAN.com in the podcast section or download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. But starting a business in, in any environment is difficult, but especially in the environment that we're in right now with inflation and labor shortages and supply chain issues. And there's a lot of, lot of headwinds here for somebody who's trying to start and operate a business. And I give Heather a lot of credit. She dove right in. She kind of poured her whole self into it, and uh, and really has has gotten off to a great start. And we've had the we've had the benefit of really getting to watch it take off. And it's been a lot of fun for me to see it because it's not it's not an easy time right now to be doing what she's doing. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's 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 really important to have a team behind you. We're we're fortunate that we have the support that we owned property and it just fit. We could retrofit, yep. as you say, and, and prepare that space for her and share it with our with our team. And they're seeing it. Clients are coming in and seeing it. And there's her, her uh, patients are seeing what we're up to, and it's just good cross-promotion, so that really helps. Yeah, it does. And, and the one thing I'll point out, too, on the space front is that when you talk about medical space, medical spa space, medical office space, that is a very high level, high quality of space, has very unique requirements, very specific um, needs, and it's not a space you find a lot of. When, when you're looking for somebody that's looking to put in the doctor's office or a spa, typically you're trying to find somewhere maybe that one of those was before, or maybe it's close by to one, so you can tie into some of the resources they use. But that's a very unique type of real estate. Um, and even our even our clients looking for more kind of basic office type space. So this is a difficult market to find. That you're finding a lot of space that needs a lot of work, needs a lot of fit up. Some landlords are happy to work with you on that and provide an allowance or do some of the work for you. Some aren't, uh, and that's a major piece of the decision making process of how and when you're going to start your businesses. Can you even find a space to get going? That's exactly right, and and we've had a we've had a good experience. I mean, us personally, but also with our commercial clients outside Absolutely. of just Heather uh, and her businesses. Just knowing that there's resources available, we have a number of attorneys that can draw up your LLC yeah. documents, just prepare you for even your operating agreement, as well as any if there's labor involved, setting up some of that HR paperwork so that you have that independent contractor or an employment agreement for those folks that are coming on board that are used to that from a corporate. Opening it up on your own, you just don't want to get into those legal issues if you're trying to go it alone. Yeah. And we run into that a lot with, with clients that are, they've got a, a handshake deal with somebody or we hear a lot, we've known each other for a long, long time and it's, it's going to be fine. No issues. And we encourage people all the time. This is a, this is a challenging thing to do. Get into business with somebody, get into business in general. You want to make sure you've got the experts on your side that are making sure that, you know, your risk is, is minimized. You're set up correctly. You're not going to get yourself potentially in trouble with the state or a governing body or sales taxes and all that stuff. It right. really is key to get it set up right because although you may have a great relationship with somebody right now and, and you don't have any worries about it going sour, it doesn't mean it won't. That's right. And, and you know, there's there's the Small Business Administration, SBA, there's FAME, there's SCORE, a number of uh, yeah. avenues. I mean, the Chamber of Commerce can help in your local area. Uh, so just definitely consult with them if you don't want to go to right, your competition because they can ask those questions. They're like, no, exactly. But there might be an entity that will help out. I mean, restaurants have, are very competitive yet help each other out. I know other industries, we can just go and sit and know that they're not in direct competition, but they'll give you some advice and a lot of small businesses that work together. So just make sure and you're talking to a lender, attorneys, just making sure that that financial assistance is there so that you don't 
bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, exactly. The, one of the biggest hurdles is always putting the financing together. And we hear a lot from people, both whether they're investing in real estate or investing in businesses that maybe they don't have the capital. There are so many programs out there, so many resources to help you get started. The SBA has got great programs, like you mentioned. Um, there are plenty of people out there that can help you find a way if you really, if you really want to find one. It's just a matter of making sure you go connect with the right people that are going to solve your problems and not just continue to pile on more problems. And just sitting down and taking it one step at a time with that plan. I know we think, right, okay, let's go find that space and then I can open. Right. We found it really quickly. Well, right, then you need licenses and you need sinks and you need special lighting and what have you. I mean, there's a million different things that have come up that you maybe didn't know right from the get-go that you learn as you go along. But even if you just sit down and have a plan and start checking that checklist off, and there's other businesses that can help you out with this and your real estate broker, your your lender, and then many of these entities on the financial side to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. Yeah, and we've helped many clients recently with, with commercial space. Um, and as we've mentioned before, supply is limited. That's very true on the commercial side as well. We helped Jeff Lee find his new office space there on at 650 Main right, Street in South Portland. Yeah. And gen, kind of general general office space like he's using, something that's a little bit more generic, a little more vanilla in the marketplace, was a little bit easier to find. Uh, there wasn't like we had 20 options. I think we had two or three. Uh, but we were able to find him a, a space that made sense. But a lot of the conversation, as you, as you recall, was really, okay, here's what I need right now. Here's what I need in the future. Here's what I'd like to grow into. And then really trying to see if we could find a space that checked all those boxes. Thankfully, we found one that did. Um, but, you know, in, in a situation like Heather's where the space is much more new, unique, those options are limited. That's hard to do. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening and you um, thinking about opening a business, have some questions about opening a business, know that you can always reach out to Harrison and myself um, and we can answer your questions either live on air or confidentially offline uh, by calling 207-331-5516. You can also text that or email us at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. Yeah. And one thing I'll add to that too is, is make sure when you are thinking about starting a business and you are thinking about space and planning for space, so find, a, find a real estate broker or an agent that when they're working with you actually kind of understands the use for that space and what you really need. What we come across a lot is we've got a lot of people that work with an agent maybe they know that they've used in the past. Maybe they're not a commercial agent by trade. Maybe they don't have that experience in that area. Because uh, not everybody does commercial transactions, but you really want to find somebody who's a partner for you in that journey that understands your needs, can ask good questions, can kind of tease out what the vision for that business is to try to get you set up right out of the gate so you're not you know, feeling like you made a mistake in a year, three years, however long it might take. Well, and just making sure like zoning, signage, yeah. I mean, a lot of things come into play. You could have a, a residential area that does allow for an in-home business. Right. And there's a few key aspects of that that, right, yes, along Route 1, a lot of stuff is allowed. Uh, but just making right. sure that you're doing the right thing and that the town doesn't come to you and say, well, wait a minute, uh, that's not, you can't do that here or you need to do this differently um, and it's going to cost you a little bit more money to get that. Exactly. Or or maybe settling for a space because it's available and realizing that it doesn't have what you really need, doesn't have the layout you really need. You end up spending a lot of money on it and that's really not what you need getting started is to have to soak a bunch of money into a space that you're trying to force to fit when it really wasn't a fit. Exactly, exactly. So uh, shifting gears, we're, we've got a, an excellent around town here, um, Portland Museum of Art, free Friday over at 7 Congress Square in Portland. It's free, I mentioned, and uh, we've got your Friday evening plans covered. The Portland Museum of Art is free every Friday from 4 to 8 p.m. Plan to visit the uh, Portland Museum of Art every Friday and made possible by the generous support uh, of a number of uh, folks in town as well as Bangor Savings, LL Bean, Evergreen Credit Union, and the VIA Agency. Um, so love art. Would love to uh, to see that more people support art, the arts. I, I see that more and more. That's um, becoming more on the forefront of people's minds, and uh, just definitely support the Portland Museum of Art. Yeah, absolutely. And the Portland Museum is it's it's a great location. They got some really great exhibits. 
Um, and I've, I've actually found that my kids are, are much more open to art and theater and things like that than I probably ever expected. It's a great opportunity. It's a free event. If you walk in and you're not having a great time or maybe it doesn't have exhibits you really enjoy, you didn't spend anything. But it's good to get out there, kind of show some support, maybe get some exposure to some, something new. You may find something you really enjoy or bring your kids along too. It's a great learning experience. And I just happened to be driving by uh, on, on Main Street in Saco and saw the uh, the overhead banner that yep. uh, welcomes me to the Pumpkin Harvest Festival, Saturday, October 22nd. Uh, you want to tell us more about that? Yeah, so Saco Main Street does a lot of great things. They've got actually got a Main Street um, group, Saco Main Street, that actually plans all these events. Uh, they do a nice job of getting the community out. So on Saturday, October 22nd, so that weekend before Halloween, uh, from 11 to 4, right there, right they're going to basically shut Main Street down right in front of uh, like Bangor Savings and all those shops right there, Rapid Rays if you're looking for something to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to shut Saco Main Street down, and they're going to do their 22nd annual Pumpkin Harvest Festival right downtown. Uh, it's a lot of fun. They do a lot of different things. They will they will include a variety of games. There will be stations kids can go to, and they can get some candy. They can play some games. They can have some fun. They do a trunk or treat, which is, if you've never done a trunk or treat, it's a fun experience. you got cars parked everywhere, trunks open. Awesome. A lot of them have some cool Halloween displays. they got candy and games and fun stuff. Uh, they do a, con- a costume contest, pieting contest. They have some wagon rides. Um, just a nice variety of things to get out on what's hopefully a nice day. Be out in the community, seeing some things, having some fun. I'm curious if that's pumpkin pie. I would hope so. I think so. I don't yeah. remember what it was, whip, but we, we go to it every year. Yeah, whipped cream. You don't know. No, you gonna, are you going to take part in it, or is it only the kids? I'm really not a pumpkin pie guy, so it's a, I get lost on the pie eating contest. I get you. Yeah. Blueberry, I'm in. Pumpkin, okay. I just don't do. Uh, I'll let them know. <laughs> uh, so Bitterford Haunts and Curiosity's Walking Tour. Tell me, uh, it's also, so you might be torn. You could go to actually both, because it looks like that starts at 6 to 7 p.m., on Saturday, October 22nd. I know we're, we're really kind of working here on the ramp up to Halloween, but um, yeah, Biddeford Haunts and Curiosities Tour, Briar and Bone, 285 Main Street, Biddeford. Uh, that's Saturday, the same Saturday from 6 to 7 o'clock. Um, and they do have a couple of other um, times for it. There are some Friday and Saturday windows, but this is kind of the next big one. Um, but it's a, it's a guided, storied wander along the streets of downtown Biddeford. Uh, and they'll be sharing some tales of the mysterious um, and also just kind of the adding some fun to some, some of the scary stuff. Uh, they share a mournful tale of Biddeford's Lady in White, discover the secrets of traveling doctors and their curious cures, learn what frights may lurk beneath the waters of the Saco River, and lean in to hear a whispered tale or two of the secrets kept by citizens of the past um, who through their sordid tales would die with them. It's a really, it's a nice twist on a kind of a Halloween walk, a little scare, a little kind of some interesting stuff, but not, uh, not too crazy. Uh, the tours begin at 6 o'clock. They're Friday and Saturdays. Uh, they start right in the art gallery at Briar and Bone, 285 Main Street, Biddeford. Uh, they do have warm beverages and light snacks are served at the, at the conclusion of the tour. So if you're a little chilly, you can come back in and warm up. Um, but just a nice way to get out, experience Biddeford. There's a lot going on in downtown Biddeford. Uh, a lot of history there, too. And this will really kind of share some of the more interesting history of downtown Biddeford. Yeah, it sounds like an excellent event. I, I love the, uh, the the spin on things to involve the walking, getting out and about, meeting folks, and then just sharing, like the, like you said, the history, getting that downtown exposure again. The heart of Biddeford folks did a fantastic job and continue to do so. Um, but you really had me at the pie eating contest. I'm gonna, not going to lie. I know. I'm really hoping that I that I see you or maybe even you and Heather going at it in the pie eating contest. That's, that'd be amazing. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure blueberry is there, but I, I imagine it's got to be uh, pumpkin pie. It has to be. And also a reminder to the listeners, it's also haunted hayride season. Keep an eye out for your favorite places doing haunted hayrides. It's that time of the year. We'll always keep you updated on what we're up to. You can find us on social media, on Instagram at the Matea Group, on Facebook at the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. We'll be posting what we're up to, what's going on in the area. And hopefully we'll run into some people out and about as we come up to Halloween. Yeah. And as always, if you have a question while we're on the air, have a, a, an interesting story for a, a show or a future show, uh, you can give us a call at 
331-5516. That's also text-friendly. You can email us at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. Yeah, we love hearing from the listeners about anything. That was another fantastic show. I love the uh, the state of the market from a, a prior episode, but also Heather being uh, telling us all about Atlantic Aesthetics, Will Van Wickler um, as a, a young agent. So again, check out all those podcasts. We have some excellent episodes, and I, I learn something every time. Yeah, and there's so much more to real estate than just buying and selling and properties. It, it really is all about a community, all about the business environment. It's a big piece of what we do. It's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. See you next week. Sell your home the easy way. Just remember Jeff, M-A-T-E-J-A. That's the Mattia Group. And call the